The Patriots, Raiders, and Titans all have new head coaches. What does that mean for fantasy football for those teams in 2024? We look at it and break it down as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL, fantasy, and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Maduk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, uh, we're Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest player in your league, whether it's uh, in-season, out-of-season, seasonal leagues, DFS, we've got you covered here, and we're going to be with you all off-season long. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day this episode of locked on fantasy football is brought to you by FanDuel. it's almost the end of the season but plenty to go in the nfl and of course in nba and elsewhere today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins so just pick the winners this weekend and you're good to go fanduel.com slash locked on is where you visit to get started all right, let's get started with the show here, Michelle. And we have three teams that have head coaches. We've had eight openings. I think some are probably waiting for some of these teams to exit the playoffs, namely the Lions, right? They have Ben Johnson, so somebody's probably sitting on him. Bobby Slowick, we'll see if he gets calls here after the Texans were eliminated. But we have three head coaches right now. The Patriots acted fast to replace Bill Belichick. They had Gerard Mayo from their staff and, again, former player. So that trend may start with Dan Campbell. Antonio Pierce, former player as well as a linebacker. He was the interim coach. They went five and four with him. The Raiders have hired him. And then a bit of a surprise with Tennessee. We didn't know where they were going, and there wasn't a lot of buzz about this. But Brian Callahan, he's the Bengals offense coordinator, no more. He leaves Joe Burrow, joins Will Levis. We'll break down those three situations for you. Let's start with this, Michelle. The Patriots, right? What a fantasy football mess they were, other than Ramondre Stevens or Zico Elliott. So let's explore their big questions here. And first is, what kind of offense are going to install? They're looking at a couple guys from the Rams to possibly come over from Sean McVay. Not a bad idea. But I think it all starts with getting a quarterback, right? Yeah, 100% does. So it's interesting. Our first two coaching hires were both defensive guys, right? So not great in terms of fantasy football outlook, but it it doesn't tell us a lot, right? And Mayo, he doesn't really have much coaching experience at all in the NFL. Linebacker coach just since 2019, all with the Patriots, 37 years old. He's young. So it's going to be key that he brings in the right offensive coordinator. I know they're looking at Luke Getsky too it's that would be yeah. gross in my opinion I mean he just got fired from the Bears I feel like for a reason so I wouldn't love that but I do love so yesterday he came out to say Mayo this is uh we're bringing in talent 1000% and he added we have a lot of cap space and cash we're ready to burn some cash love to see that because this offense needs more playmakers it's like They'll probably use the third overall pick on a quarterback, you would assume, right? Yeah. That's going to be the process. Maybe they even move up a, a spot or two. 
So at least they'll have a new quarterback in hand, but this new quarterback can't have Kendrick Bourne as his wide receiver one. Bourne's good, but that yeah. can't be his wide receiver one. And then a bunch of nobody else's on the team. Luckily, though, for the Patriots, there's a lot of good wide receivers out in free agency. So at the top here, when we're looking at guys in free agency, who would you think is the best spot for the Patriots? You have Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Calvin Ridley, uh, OBJ, like Gabe Davis, Marquise Brown. You have different options here. Who do you think the Patriots should look to bring in? Yeah, I do like T. Higgins quite a bit, but Michael Pittman Jr. I think fits what the Patriots do because he's very versatile. You can use him as a big slot. You can put him on the outside. And, and you know they're blowing up a little bit of what they have done. But Pittman is the target to me. He's still very young. You can still get many years out of him as a number one receiver. He's very reliable, right, for a young quarterback. He helped Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew kind of throw the shorter passes. So he's good for that. And T. Higgins is okay, but I think he's a better complimentary number two. This team kind of needs a one. And Mike Evans, look, for a rebuilding team, I don't think Mike Evans yeah. is the right spot. Like, it's just going to be a struggle, right, to get the ball downfield with these quarterbacks that are going to have experiences. They'll probably conservative approach this uh, with their quarterback. So, yeah, so I think Michael Pittman Jr. would be an ideal target there. You could get a little deeper and get their type of receiver, like a Curtis Samuel, right, or a Tyler Boyd. Somebody who can be effective in the slot and just get open for them all the time. But they do have Demario Douglas, and I think he's someone they can build a little bit around in terms of, okay, we've got the inside guy. Mike Isecki and Hunter Henry are free agents as well as Bourne, so they're going to have to maybe rebuild tight end as well. And, look, I don't know if they're going to – Go after Brock Bowers. Maybe they trade down and get a quarterback and still get Bowers. And Bowers was going to be an ideal target for them, but now they need a quarterback badly. So that's something that they have to look at as well. So a lot of question marks there looking for the passing game in New England. I just think, again, they're going to have to rebuild a lot. And the other good news is they have uh, good draft picks and there's a lot of depth at wide receiver there, right? Different types of receivers that you can get. So they can pull a Packers, right? That's what we looked at for all these teams. If you need wide receivers, go and draft multiple in the same class and try to rebuild yourself a little bit. So I'm interested to see what Mayo does. But one thing, Michelle, about defensive coaches that are good, and this is something that a coach told me a long time ago, is that they're kind of hands off at the offense sometimes. You don't want to be the guy that's also the coach and they get conservative, right? And they run the ball. I think Gerard Mayo knows, I mean, he's smart enough to know, right, with Bill Belichick, that you need a more explosive offense to win. I mean, the Patriots had defense, what have they won? Not much, right? So they need to have an explosive offense to win. So I think at least you have a smart organization and a, a little bit of an aggressive organization. So that works out. Now, the backfield is something we want to look at. Ezekiel Elliott had a very strong end of the season filling in for Ramondre Stevenson. There are rumblings of whether the Cowboys should go get him because it works so well with Zeke and Tony Pollard. But he's a free agent. Ramondre Stevenson, pretty good year, but he ended up on the shelf late. And he had some injuries and a little bit of slow start out of the gate. So, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be good overall for their running game. But one thing to keep in mind, Michelle, they've got some free agency issues up front as well. Both tackles, Trent Brown and Mike Owanwu are both – free agents so there's something to me concerned maybe stevenson the arrows pointing down based on the situation i actually think the arrows pointing up and just ter in terms of volume for him yeah. maybe not pointing up but staying the same because zeke i i could just see zeke going back to dallas for sure yeah. a, a cheaper contract trying to go back to where i i feel like he loved it there in the cowboys and the cowboys kind of missed him this year they could have used that short yardage guy so maybe he goes back 
And, and the Patriots will obviously add somebody to the backfield. Yeah. But what's nice is that they have to use these earlier picks on a quarterback and a wide receiver. Like they can't use an early pick on a running back or yeah. they should not anyways. And then there's no reason to really spend money on one in, in free agency. Although there's a lot of guys, uh, but you have Ramondre Stevenson. I think he'll be the lead back again because of the scenario they're in where they need the offensive line. They need so many wide receivers. They need tight ends. I, I think Ramondre Stevenson is safe that he's just going to lead this backfield again next year. So if you roster him in dynasty or in a keeper league, then I, I think he's good to go with volume for next year. Yeah. And they did lean on him a lot and he was productive, even with the rest of the team not doing so well. Now the offensive line, yeah, they're going to have to maybe work on it a little bit, but with, with Stevenson, the other thing you can point out is if they are going in the Rams direction, I think I would much prefer that, right? Because we know what the Rams do. They pretty much stick with one back, and they are looking at the running backs coach there. So that would be good, obviously, for Stevenson. But if they go with the Bears, then you know what Luke Getzey did. He split the backfield, made it a nightmare with his three guys. So we want a situation where it's not a committee and some coach that's going to realize, look, we need a 20 touchback out of Stevenson. So let's hope for that. Let's hope for that because we want him to keep pushing upwards with his production. Number one thing, he has to get healthy. Now, we'll explore the Raiders. They have a lot more offensive skill pieces in place than the Patriots. So trying to borrow the Patriots it didn't work. So now they're blowing it up here. So we'll explore their, them and their offensive upside here. But first, we got to hear from our sponsor, FanDuel, once again. All right, it is getting close to the big game, and you got to get in on the action here while you can. And the NFL is is really fun here with the playoffs uh, in the conference championship round. So there's still time to get on the action. You can really get into these games, really take a deep dive, like we are going to with the Chiefs and Ravens and. Lions and 49ers here as we get later in the week. Well, you want to go in and get on these games because new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. It's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So that's you're, you're in really good shape there. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways there to explore. Live same game parlays, bets in the new explore tab that you can go through different ways to play as well as making a parlay in the parlay hub, the best way to find popular parlays. So you want to do that a lot with only two games going on this weekend. So a lot more for you to explore there at FanDuel.com. Visit FanDuel.com and put slash locked on and get your first bet to be a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to continue the show and look at the Raiders and the Raiders, look, they invested a lot in their offensive skill players. I mean, not just money. They did that with Devontae Adams in the trade. Jacoby Myers, he had a pretty good year, actually, with all his quarterbacks producing. Adams was pretty solid, not spectacular with the quarterback change. But you have them. You have Michael Mayer, up-and-coming tight end. So those are three good weapons. We'll see about Hunter Renfro and his role and what happens going forward. But three good receivers there. And you look at the other situation here, right, that Aino Kana wasn't terrible. He had some opportunities. So this offense may be something you look at, but now they're pivoting away from what they did. They're looking at different guys. Unfortunately, I hate to tell you, Michelle, they're also looking at Luke Getze. But I think that's more tied to him being in Green Bay. And who do they have? Devontae Adams. So that may actually be good for Devontae Adams, right? So let's look at the Raiders. I mean, do we start a quarterback again with this team? I know – 
these guys were somewhat productive, but I think you need a quarterback that isn't Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, 1,000%. And I did misspeak in the last segment. So Luke Getze is uh, tied to the Raiders' OC job, not the Patriots. So uh, <laughs> Patriots are still up in the air. But Luke Getze is, like, really tied to the Raiders' job. I would hate that, really, yeah. for them. But, A, yeah, they their biggest key this offseason is finding a quarterback, right? Like, they decided to move on from Derek Carr, and I 100% thought that was the right move because this season they would have had the same record with – Derek Carr with Aiden O'Connell. Maybe yeah. Carr went to another game or two, like, and then you get killed in the wild card round or something. But this was the right way to go. But they still won a few too many games, and they're the pick number 13 now in the draft. So they got to find a way to get a new quarterback without having a super early pick. Maybe they take Bo Nix or someone like that in the middle rounds. Maybe they move up. There's some guys in free agency they can look towards. I do think Kirk Cousins could actually be a really nice fit in this offense if they wanted to pay up for him. But yeah, I mean, the Raiders right now, they're they're in a good spot in, in terms of playmakers. It just comes down to who will be play or calling those plays. That's key. And then who's going to be passing the ball. And those are two huge things to figure out. Yeah, if it's an experienced quarterback or a first-rounder, I'm going to have some interest, right, in that quarterback in this new offense, even if it's Luke Getze. Now, Luke Getze might tell you, okay, are they thinking about Jaden Daniels? Are they hoping that he drops there? J.J. McCarthy is also a very good kind of mobile quarterback that can make plays that way, and those guys might be in the wheelhouse, and maybe they want that type of quarterback more so than Michael Penix, who can throw from the pocket, or Bo Nix a little bit well-rounded. So maybe they're looking a little bit, right? I mean, as much as Luke gets the odd heat, he did help Justin Fields when they kind of unleashed him as a runner. So there's that possibility. So maybe we're reading into it a little bit. But again, I really think just getting something attached to the Packers, maybe they're looking at Adams specifically, right? They have to make him the dominant number one again. And that opens up everything else, right? Underneath to Jacoby Myers, underneath to Michael Mayer, who I think could be a sneaky sleeper this year, depending on how we go, because it's either going to be a veteran who's going to trust the tight end or a rookie who kind of uses them as a security blanket. So that's a lot of uh, good developments there that could happen with that passing game. Now, the other thing that you would look at with the Raiders, this is a big, big question mark to me. Are they going to bring back Josh Jacobs? Like, he was hurt down the stretch. I looked at Zamir White. I don't know why you'd bring back Josh Jacobs looking at Zamir White. And keep in mind, Raiders have a few free agent issues on the offensive line, but it's a pretty good run-blocking offensive line. So in terms of that, forget see if he comes in there. This is going to continue to be a very strong running game. So I'd be really high on Zamir White if they indeed move on from Josh Jacobs. I have no idea why they want to re-sign him at this rate. I mean, he's a year older, and he's far removed from that back we saw winning the rushing title. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I think these three running backs that got the one-year franchise tag, yeah. I know Jacobs and Barkley <laughs> ended up signing the one-year, they kind of really hurt the running back market even <laughs> further because you know they bet on themselves, and all of them kind of proved that running backs don't matter. Uh, Tony Pollard was really struggled in his role. Barkley was good, but like not a difference maker because the Giants' offense still stunk. And then Josh Jacobs, yeah, just fell kind of back down to earth from the season prior. There's just no reason to pay these guys. So I don't know if it'll be Zemir White that leads this backfield. It, it could be, but there are also so many free agent running backs. We'll see where they yeah. land, but. Besides even just Derek Henry and Austin Eckler and then the three guys I just mentioned, there's also DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins if he comes back from injury. Zach Moss, Gus Edwards, Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon, Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott, like Antonio Gibson. You can keep going down the list. They have too many options here. 
to pick from. I think we're going to see a lot of running backs in different backfields this year. It's going to kind of be messy as we try to dig through who will, you know, get the volume in certain backfields. But unfortunately, I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to be the, with the Raiders. And we'll see if he lands in a spot that gives him as much volume as he was receiving with this team. Yeah, I mean, that volume is really high, but then it leads to wear down. Whenever you get that massive volume, especially in this modern NFL, the next year is buyer beware because you're only going to go down. <laughs> yep. Like you're just going to be overworked from that season. And he got a lot of touches two years ago. So, yeah, I think I would pass on Jacobs from what you mentioned. If it's Getsy, you know who they're going to go after. It's going to be A.J. Dillon as a power back compliment. And that's going to be good for Zamir White. That means they like him as an explosive back that can do most of the things and just need a power back to get in there. So it could be a little bit more committee approach, but I would feel better. I think if Zamir White uh, didn't have a lot of competition here, right? So Jacobs, again, uh, I think he's played himself out of there. I don't know where he's going to land. That's also a question mark as well, where I could see like Derrick Henry being in a strong power situation where he can still produce. But these other guys, I don't think they're going to be treated as high-volume backs, maybe the exception of Barkley, but I don't think they're going to be very happy of what's out there uh, this offseason for them. So something to look at there now. Talked about uh, Devontae Adams. Now, are we in on him again? I mean, he could get a little bit older and in, in terms of showing that age, right? I mean, I know he's getting older with each season, but he's creeping up there, right? Is the wheel going to come off at some point or are we going to get at least one or two more good years out of him? I mean, we're talking about another coach, another OC, another different quarterback. It's going to be a lot for him to have to keep overcoming with his age. And also, if, if they're the thing is with them hiring Antonio Pierce, I don't think they're going to go into full rebuild mode, right? Like he yeah. got this team together at the end of the year. The defense was playing really good. Offense is playing much better. And, and it seems like the team really loved Antonio Pierce. So I think they're going to go all in this year to try to make their team, uh, you know, a, at least a playoff contender. So I do think they keep Adams Unlike it looked like in the middle of season, maybe Adams would be traded. But yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from him. I think with the age and with the uncertainty with what the offense will look like and uh, probably a rookie quarterback in there, or, unless it's Kirk Cousins. Like if they somehow yeah. sign Kirk Cousins, I'm all in, right? But besides that, I, I don't really want to deal with it. Yeah, I think just be careful, right? We saw this AJ Green and Julio Jones. It started to really drop off because they played a lot of football and been very productive. They're seeing a lot of catches it catches up to you at some point and he's 31. So yeah, this is something you're just going to be a little bit careful with as well, but we will talk about a much younger and potentially more exciting offense in our final segment. Yeah. We'll get into the Titans new hire, but first let's hear from one of our great sponsors. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. I personally use the Game Time app for NFL, MLB, NBA tickets, concert tickets, you name it. And every single time, I was very happy with my experience. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. All you have to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, 
and use code Lockdown NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account on the GameTime app and redeem code Lockdown NFL for $20 off. Terms do apply. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'll save any. When I heard this news with Brian mm-hmm. Callahan, so the first offensive coach we get hired into a head coaching role, uh, gets hired by the Titans. Brian Callahan's the OC from the Bengals. I was a little shocked by this choice. Uh, do you agree with me? Because I feel like, I don't know, when I think about the Bengals offense, I'm not like, man, they have an amazing OC. And then also, Zach Taylor calls a lot of the offensive plays. So I'm not really sure what to expect here. And I was shocked by the hire. Yeah, maybe there's something, too, that his dad is a coach. And I have another dad-son combination, Bill Callahan. Yeah. Kind of took a team to the Super Bowl. It was kind of John Gruden taking two teams to the Super Bowl at the same time. But he's been a very good offensive line coach, Bill Callahan, wherever he's gone. And there's a potential that they need him, right, to work for a son and maybe rebuild that offensive line, which was atrocious in Tennessee, except for Peter Skronsky, their first-round pick. But they were terrible at left tackle with Andre Dillard and some of these guys that they trotted out in pass protection. It was a disaster. That was the biggest thing that was the concern for Will Levis. Now, you know, Callahan comes from the Bengals, which <laughs> doesn't bode well necessarily for thinking about pass protection. But when you look at it, though, it was an explosive offense. A lot of the credit to him working under Taylor with Burrow and just like, let's let it loose and get this offense going all around. So when we look at that, we kind of have to look at the comparisons of what the Titans could be and what they were. Now, they're not going to be this old school running game, Derrick Henry type of offense going forward. They know, just like the Patriots, right? This is not the way to actually get over the top and win. You've got to have that elite quarterback and the passing game. So interesting. I think this is a great move for Will Levis because he needed an offensive coach. He's got some similarities to Joe Burrow, right? A little bit of that cockiness, a little bit of that arm strength, a little bit of that running ability. He's got some of those same qualities, and that's probably what they saw, right, and said, We want our guy to be Joe Burrow. Now, Will Levis has got to go out and prove it, but that's a good start, I think. And uh, look, Ryan Tannehill is a free agent. Really, I think it's his job and all the way here. Now, the question is here, let's look at the receiving core. DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, and Kyle Phillips, who they really like in the slot. He was hurt. Nick Westbrook-Akine, finally, we won't have to hear that name anymore. He's a free agent. He's probably not coming back in this offense. So do you like these weapons? Like, could you see it? And don't forget about Chigakonkwo. Do you think these weapons in a Bengal-style offense with Will Levis have some promise that they didn't have, definitely, uh, consistently? At least uh, Hopkins was only a flash last year. No, yeah, they definitely need more offensive weapons. And maybe they take a bunch of guys in the draft or they sign. They have a ton of money in free agency. They have yeah. over 70 million bucks entering uh, the offseason. I think the third most among all teams. So they have money to spend and maybe they go get a T Higgins. I think they could really use that guy who yeah. Will Levis can throw it up to and trust to come down with that 50-50 ball. I would actually like... I would like that for Will Levis. I don't know if I would like it for T Higgins when it comes to fantasy, but yeah, I I do think Will Levis should be given the chance this next year to show what he can do. I think he's shown enough flashes that you could see how he could be good in the NFL. You could also see him being a disaster. So we'll, we'll see, but I do think you need to surround him with a better talent. Some younger guys as well, like get him a a type of tank Dell that CJ Stroud you had, you know, like, 
get him a younger guy that he can grow with, but also bringing in a guy like T Higgins where, you know, he's a solid vet and can give your young guy some more stability and a reliable weapon. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be out on trail and Burks. I mean, this guy's just not been healthy. He's been disappointing. It's a new style of offense. They try to draft him to replace AJ Brown. It hasn't been anything close to that. Hopkins, however, did show some big playability, right? He took over some games, so he still has some juice left in him, but we know the wheels could come off quickly again as he's into his thirties as well. But I, I do say T Higgins has a good shot to land there now because Brian Callahan is there. So that yeah. gives him a say, Oh, I know this coordinator. I know he's going to use me. I could maybe be the number one or at least a high upside two with Hopkins. So I think I have a big decision to make. I mean, Kyle Phillips also can't stay healthy. So maybe you bring Higgins and uh, Boyd from Cincinnati here and kind of uh, revamp this offense in that direction. Now Conquell, we know the Bengals didn't use the tight end consistently there yet. Some, plays from Tanner Hudson or CJ Uzama and some of these guys they've had, but it wasn't a consistent part. So maybe it's not so good for Oconco, or maybe they find a way to get him more involved athletically. So a lot of question marks there, but yeah, I would expect a lot of changes to this wide receiver core because it's not up to what they've had in Cincinnati with Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Boyd uh, putting it all together. So the last question we have to ask, look, with this new coaching staff, I don't think there's any way now Derrick Henry is going to return because the Bengals didn't run all that much. They kind of forced Joe Mixon in there when they needed it. This is a pass-first, pass-often offense, right? So I think this is the worst situation for Derrick Henry. Look, it's been a great career for Derrick Henry. I hope it continues somewhere else. I'd rather have him as a complimentary back than pay Tony Pollard or Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs to carry the ball 20 times. I'd rather have Derrick Henry is a 15 touchback in the good offense where he can run. So that's something to look at. But it comes down to Ty J Spears. Are they going to let this kid loose? Because I think he needs to be the centerpiece of the offense. And I think it's actually good for him because the Bengals did make good use of their backs in the passing game. And they did have some red zone success as well. So I think it could be a big year for Spears here, much like uh, Zamir White having an opportunity. Yeah, it just all comes down to if they're actually given this backfield because, again, I named all the running backs that are in free agency. There's names to be had, and they're, they might not get paid, but they're going to land on some team, right? Every team needs multiple running backs, especially now they all kind of – so many of these teams use the backfield by committee. And I don't think the Titans can go in and say, okay, we have Tajay Spears. We don't need to worry about anyone else in this backfield. We don't yeah. need to – like especially, I mean, the, his biggest concern coming out of school were his knees, right? Both of his knees kind of jacked up, ACLs. We don't really know if they exist, uh, which is kind of weird for him. <laughs> but, like, they can't just be like, we're going to feed Spears the ball, not worry about his knees, and not have a backup plan. So I could see them adding a guy, like maybe a Singletary or a Zach Moss or Gus Edwards, like some someone of that caliber that would then compete with Spears and maybe eat into too much. So... I don't know if we're going to ever get the workload that we want to see from Spears, but I hope it happens. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has a lot of upside going into next year, especially if they open up the passing game and like make him a key weapon. And look, I don't want him to be Travis Etienne. I want him to be more like Christian McCaffrey. We'll see what we get. I doubt we'll have anything close to either end. It'll probably be right somewhere in the middle with the production of Tajay Spears, but there's definitely some promise with this kid for sure. So I'm excited. I think the Titans offense needs the extreme makeover. It's going to finally happen here. 
maybe be a little bit more relevant for fantasy and hopefully all these three teams, right? That's what we want. We want all these teams to make the right offensive decisions to have more fantasy assets that we can trust in our lineups week to week. And look, there's hope with all these three situations. That for sure, that's for sure. Now we'll look at some more things that are developing here before we get into our game. So we'll do that here later in the week. We'll break down the AFC championship and the NFC championship in full. So more good stuff to come before then getting you set up for the off season, getting you smarter and ahead of the curve there for your advanced scouting and fantasy football for locked on fantasy football. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Maju. Bye y'all.